All right, guys, I think I'm live. So welcome in to College Sportscast. I am Brad, and I have John Hammonds with me tonight for our Big Fuss show on Tuesday nights. Welcome to our Big Fuss show. Can I please have your attention? It's all a commotion around here. What are you talking about? Let them yap at you. It's actually very exciting. I don't know. I can't tell nothing on this thing. It's acting crazy once again. So I apologize, but we are here to do our big fuss show. And like I said, I got Hammonds on with me. What's up, Hammonds? What's up, man? So great weekend of games last weekend that we that we got to see and i haven't talked to you since all those games but it was a great weekend of games i'm sure you got to catch a whole lot of them i did i watched quite a few yeah well, all right we are college sports cast we're presented by the fanboys we're featured on youtube channels for let's talk sports sideline sports the real fresh channel um i need to mention state You're on mute. For me. Do what? It just played my little video, so it mutes me oh, when okay. it plays. Yeah. 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 So that's the reason why. I don't know if you guys seen it or not, but I saw the little video yeah. <laughs> for the big fuss. All right. Um, you can find us on your Apple Fire TV or Roku by searching up uh, BoxCast app and downloading that and then searching for World Sports Broadcast Network and find us on Channel 30. All right. Going to kind of dig into a few things here, some some news and hot topics and, and some things like that this week that is going on in the college football world. The first thing, really, that I kind of want to dig into and talk about um, is Notre Dame. On Saturday, this past Saturday, they played Ohio State, and it was kind of a walk-off. Ohio State pulled out a touchdown at the at the last second and and scored um, as time expired and beat Notre Dame seventeen fourteen. But this week, there's been a couple of things come out. So on the last two plays, John, Notre Dame only had 10 players on defense on the field. (laughs) Not one play, the last two plays of the game where the game was on the line, Notre Dame only had 10 guys on the field and no I flag. Just, I just wonder. I just wonder, though, had Notre Dame won that game, would they had even would they even notice that? <laughs> but there was no flags, not one play, but twice. No flags, no nothing. And you know, apparently the the you know, the play ran so fast in between that they didn't have time to, like, sub or put somebody in. So they just left it alone. 
on that last play, and literally two plays, they had 10 guys on the field on defense against 11, and Ohio State scores and beats them. They don't like, call it touchdown Jesus for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I mean, how do you how do you wrap your head around that? First of all, how do you get stuck with t- only ten guys on the field for two plays back to back? How does the refs not see that and throw a flag? Well, to be fair, in a heat of a game like that, late in the game, there's so much going on, and I don't. A lot of times, the refs just they don't pay attention, or or the coaches or trying to figure out how to get guys onto the field. It's 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 a tough situation that late in the game. So it, it was probably just a mistake on Notre Dame's part. Didn't realize they didn't have that many or enough guys on the field. So they just – they kind of went with what they, you know. Yeah, they got caught in the last play. They didn't realize it, I don't think, at the beginning. But they got caught on the last play because it was like a bang-bang play, you know. and. Mm-hmm. Still, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. I, I I heard the news. I even seen – I mean, it's real because I even seen Freeman at a press conference talking about it and saying mm-hmm. that they're going to – it was his fault and that, you know, well, he was going to try to get then you, a signal fixed. And, then you had the little uh, Ryan Day calling out Lou Holtz at the end of the night, which I thought yeah. was, was kind of – I get what Lou Holtz was saying. But at the same time, how old is he? 86, something like that. He's an 86 yeah, year old man. Like, come on now. Like, yeah. There's a way to handle things. And there's a way, like, I would have handled that in house. Like, I would have said, you know, talked to each other. It just felt like it was just a little, like a rant on TV, like a little child would, would make. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just didn't. Yeah, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to that because, I, you know, I, I just think it's two guys mouthing back and forth for no well, reason whatsoever. Well, and what got me really. was he said, it's always Ohio versus everybody. Well, at the end of the day, Alabama has that, Clemson has that. It just ain't Ohio well, State. Like, no, it no, it's sound not. like Ohio State was the, was the perpetrators of everything that goes on. Like, there's, I don't know. Yeah, but if you're Marcus Freeman, you got to get this fixed. You can't have ten guys on the field with the game on the line, um, and the refs who are refing that game. I mean, come on, guys, two plays yeah, back to back. I mean, you got to you got to be paying more. You got to be paying more attention. There's supposed to be somebody, a line judge, somebody that's counting the guys. Like that's you know, I mean. Somebody's supposed to be there doing that. So um, this week already, college football playoff committee has met on basically determining whether or not they're going to keep the automatic bid decisions at six with all the conference realignment stuff that's going on. Um, And the decision that I have seen so far is that in 2024, they're going to leave it the same despite the Pac-12 really not having a conference next year. So the top six power conference teams will get an automatic bid. I don't know exactly what that means now that, you know, now that the Pac-12 is out. Does that mean so if the SEC has three of the top six teams, they all get an automatic bid? I'm guessing that's what it means. I, I always thought, you know, the top twelve, the top twelve best teams got in the into the. So the top playoffs. six are going to get, and then there's going to be six at-large teams, according to yeah. what I read today, after the committee, and they're going to keep it that I, way. I'm not so big on that because I think the top twelve, the top twelve best teams should get in. I'm not sold on the whole at large thing because there's some teams that 
are in there that could be in there and the, that we've seen in the past that they get to a playoff game and they just they they don't even, they're not even on the same level as these other teams. And well, so one of them one of them's going to be the top group of five teams. So the group of five they could be out of the top twenty five. I don't know. I don't. But they're going to get in. So, I don't know. I just thought I'd bring it up. I've seen the college football playoff committee saying that they're going to keep it the same for 2024 and make a decision after 2024 for the future, basically, is what they said. I think that's the right decision, to be honest. Yeah. And kind of see what else goes on with all this realignment and all this, you know. And that kind of stuff. So, it's a mess, to be honest. Yeah. So we had that going on the last day or two. Um, I don't know. I'm sure you probably heard this one. So Travis Hunter yeah, I've, I've um, is trying to lobby. He It was through messaging. It was, it was in a team meeting, and Dion was on there, you know, and basically telling him, no, I'm not going to let you. But Travis Hunter's trying to lobby Dion well, to play – Against against USC on Saturday after their you know big loss to Oregon, um, I tell you why that Travis Hunter don't need to play. You know he had the lacerated liver, and that's a tough injury to come back from. And you don't want to put your body back out there and to add more insult to injury with that liver. But you want to wait till it at least gets healed enough to where you can move and and make make cuts because you, you get out I mean, there. I'm pretty sure last week they said three weeks, didn't they? Yeah. And when you get out there and you yeah. try to force yourself to play, you're asking yourself for trouble. And I think Dion yeah. is doing the right thing here by telling him to, to get healthy and, and get himself right before he comes back to play. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I just thought it was, it's a, it's a story that we should probably bring up that Travis, Hunter's trying to lobby basically to play. He told mm-hmm. Dion, or he didn't tell Dion. He told in a um, Twitter tweet that he that he was gonna he wasn't gonna take no for an answer, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny because Dion's gonna do what Dion's gonna do. You know, he already told yeah, him no. He does that anyway. So, yeah, I just thought it's kind of funny because he he said I'm not gonna take no for an answer. But, you know, I'm betting Travis Hunter don't play on Saturday against USC. Most likely not. That's my bet. All right. And another one that happened today, and I'm bringing this up for another reason as well. So Texas hasn't looked good at all. They've lost three games already. Um, But their quarterback, Tyler Show, had broke his left tibbly – Tiblia, I don't know what tiblia. <laughs> I don't know what tri- you put on their tribulation. <laughs> yeah, I, it changed it to that. I didn't put that. I promise. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh I, my god! It's supposed to say tibula. Oh my uh, goodness! That is an awkward autocorrect. Is what that is. <laughs> oh, I, I, that's. That's exactly what that is. Oh, I know. I'm just. I promise just I didn't put tribulation <laughs> on there. Oh, goodness gracious. I just have to give you a hard way to go sometimes, man. Anyways, <laughs> he is supposed to be out six or eight weeks, which would basically yeah. be the, the entire full, you know, rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess part of what honest. this story is, this is the third year in a row. This is the third year in a row that he's been knocked out and hurt during the season. I tell you, and Houston is not a really good football team. But I'll say this, you know, the quarterback that played last week, was it for Texas Tech? He didn't impress me very well. And Texas Tech is probably – or not Texas Tech, but Houston – He's probably catching a break with this. And this is one of those games that could be one of those games where they get Texas Tech loses. Um, And I know Houston's not a real good football team, but 
losing your star quarterback is is a tough is a tough break. Yeah, I mean he he had surgery on a on a broken left tibula. Um, he is, like I said, he's going to be out for six to eight weeks. That's basically going to be the rest of the of the regular season. You know, I guess there's a chance that he could come back and play in a bowl game if they just make a, a bowl game. A t- I mean, they're one and three right, right now. Just a tough break for him right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And they haven't really been setting 100%. the world, and they really haven't been setting the world on fire either. So, no, they've actually looked pretty bad, actually. Um, Texas Tech has. So, what's funny, honestly, about that is right before the season started, don't you remember the Big Twelve commissioner going there and telling them that they better beat Texas at home, basically? At the end of the season, yep, I and then all of a sudden now, all of a sudden now they look terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. just terrible, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like just a bad omen, you know, for them. Just a tough, just a tough stretch for the Red Raiders right now. All right, guys, we're gonna tr- I'm gonna try to run this, so we're gonna do the pick six. See, and I can never tell if it's actually running or not. Did it run? I can't tell. Yeah, I can yeah it's never running. tell. It ran. Yeah, it ran. Okay. All right, pick six, guys. I'm going to try to get it up on the screen if I can. Is it up? Yeah, it's up. It's up there. See, mine's not showing anything, so I I can't tell. All right, pick six is where we take a couple of topics and decide who is the top six or best six or, or whatever. So the last couple of weeks we've done conferences. This time... I want to look at all of college football and I want to look at through four weeks, what you think is the best resume power six. Mm, That's tough. Uh, I think, I think you got to go Florida state one. Um, That's tough. Um, I guess two would have to be Texas, wouldn't it? Um, three, I would put Utah because you know they beat Florida at home, and then they went on the then that well they was at home against UCLA. That would be the fourth. Um, there's not a lot of really good red. I mean, the best resume to me, top 25, would be Fresno State if we was looking at top 25. But there's not really been a lot of teams that have had big-time resume wins. I mean, Ohio State had the Notre Dame game, but you wouldn't put them in front of FSU because FSU's got wins over um, LSU and Clemson. Granted, Clemson was not ranked at the time, but it still was a big win on the road. Um, Maybe, I don't know, Missouri, would Missouri be in there? 
Missouri, I think, has the best non-conference win in the SEC. Kansas State, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's hard. That's hard to tell right now. Like, um, let me just give well, you my thought, top two. I thought maybe through through four weeks. I mean, you know, we're we're a quarter. I mean, a third of the way through the regular season. It would be a pretty good topic. I mean, you know, you got Florida it State. Well, you know, you got Florida three. State that's in there that I think, I think has the best resume so far. Florida State does. Yeah, Florida State's got the best of, of anybody. Um, I guess you would go. Then you go Texas, and you go Ohio State. Um, I agree with you about Utah. Utah's beat two. Utah, they beat Florida, and then they beat UCLA. Um, Washington State had a really, you know, Oregon State, mm-hmm. you know, had, had a really good win over the weekend as well. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so just to give you an idea of some of the teams that I think, you know, that – In Michigan, you know, in, in Georgia – Michigan and a few others haven't really played anybody. Right. Yet, so. they, I mean, I'm talking about best resume edition, and they haven't played teams that, you know, is Which, up there right now. You know, this weekend, Georgia gets Auburn, I think, on the road. So, I mean, that that's that's the first real test that Georgia's really had right. to, the, to this to this day. So. Yeah, and Michigan's roughest test was last week against Rutgers. Yeah, and they didn't really – they didn't really impress – to be honest, either, but they got the job done. Yeah. I mean, you know, so that's – uh, I just kind of wanted to run through, you know, as far as resumes and stuff. I mean, uh, you know, Duke had the big win against Clemson as well. Um, yeah, they, they got an opportunity this weekend to to do an, another – They get Notre Dame. Yeah, they get Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, as far as resume-wise, why if they could beat Notre Dame this weekend, be that would huge. be two excellent, excellent wins for them. Um, you know, so just to kind of give you an idea of some of the teams that I was looking at and thinking about, um, you know, just to give you an idea. My next one's going to be the Heisman race, man. I know you're going um, with this. Yeah, the Heisman race, top six. Uh, right I'll now. give you, I'll give you mine real quick, and then you can give you can give you my my six. I've got Michael Penix Jr. is my top one. I know most people are going to have Caleb Williams there. I actually think that Michael Penix Jr. has has showcased a little bit more. I think he's been the better one so far. I would put Caleb number two. Um, you know, after that, I'm not really sure that I'm going to put an order on these. But I think Quinn Ewers is on that list. Um, I think Sam Hartman has been on the list. Um, So that's four. I know I'm going to put a surprise on that most people's probably not going to put. So I'm putting Cameron Ward on that list. Uh, Most people probably don't recognize that name but Cameron Ward has been lighting it up had mm-hmm. uh, accounted for five over 400 yards and over five touchdowns on Saturday in a win over Oregon State mm-hmm. and he has just been lighting it up I'm putting him actually above Bo Nix if you look at the numbers you can clearly see why um, Cameron Ward is has been outdoing him every time, um, just about. So I'm putting Cameron Ward on my list, and then who am I forgetting, John? You're forgetting Bo Nix. You want me to go ahead and give you mine? Yeah. All right. Mine, I'm going to stay with Caleb Williams. I think he's I think he's generational. I think he's the best quarterback in college football, bar none. Until somebody knocks him off, that's he's the best quarterback. Michael Penix um, Jr. Second is Michael Penix Jr. Um, Washington, what he's done at Washington is absolutely insane. 
the numbers that he is putting up is absolutely I've you know last week I really thought California I'm not saying I thought California would win I thought California would give him a good game but they put up 31 so, points in the first quarter I'm telling you a good somebody that has a really good defense I made it. I made. Let me say this. I made a comment. Penix's last not week. even playing in the fourth quarter in any of these games. Like they, they are blowing the doors off of people. I made a comment last week and got kind of jumped on it, but I said, you know, Washington is a threat to win the college football playoff. They, they're, they're that good. You know, I think they're the a threat receivers. to make it for sure. Yeah, they got the wide receivers, got the quarterback, but the biggest thing is their defense. Their defense is what worries me. In, in, in a tight game because their defense is not as as good as their offense is. Well, I mean, they gave up 32 points to California over the weekend. Yeah, but here's the deal. They played basically the whole fourth quarter with their third string. It's insane. Not Crazy. second string. Third. third. They put the second string in in the third quarter. That's pretty wild. Um, my number three would be Quinn Ewers from Texas. I think what Quinn Ewers has done all year has been pretty impressive. Um, I'm gonna go Bo Nix. Um, what is that? Four. Yeah. Um, fifth, I think I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go Jaden Daniels from LSU. I think he's, you know, he had that game against Mississippi State, and then you know that game he had last week. He really impressed me in the last two weeks. He's really turned it up a notch. And I'm going to go underdog here. And everybody's going to say, well, why did you pick this guy? But because he's had such a good year this year, a bounce back year, I'm, I'm going to go with this guy. And it's Tyler Van Dyke from Miami. Um, he's had a really good bounce That's back year. Definitely an underdog right there. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. This Miami team is really, really good. And everybody said, well, is Miami back? him over Jordan Travis? Jordan Travis has got – that's my other one. I had five. My other one's going to be Jordan Travis. There's so many in there. You could pick, you could pick 10 or 12. I'm, I'm picking not saying, Jordan. I'm not saying – I'm picking Jordan Travis over Bo, – over I'm not Bo saying Lee. he's better than Jordan Travis. I'm saying from a bounce-back status – guy, I'm giving my underdog pick to Tyler Van Dyke. Well, I'm just trying to make a little bit of a fuss here since we're doing the big fuss. I'm saying Jordan Travis should have it Well, over. you can pick Jordan Travis. I don't care what you do. <laughs> <laughs> but that defense is not real good, and Jordan Travis is going to have to win a lot of shootouts this year. Florida State is lucky that they didn't lose Saturday. This is true. This is true, but it was at Clemson, a place they haven't won since 2013. And they, I, I felt like FSU didn't play really well either. I thought they played good, but I thought they didn't play their most complete game. It was just – Clemson played pretty good as well, but it's just – it was a, it was an odd game, you know what I mean? Because you yeah. had Clemson, you know, they wouldn't ranked – you know, you had FSU, and then it was they back and forth. The they were ranked in the coaches' poll. They were still twenty third oh, in the coaches' okay. poll, and, and they just not in the AP poll. And then they Florida State got dropped in the AP poll, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. We're going to get to that. I I, I got that here. I just a second. I don't I don't agree with that, but yeah, anyways. we're going to get to that. So. All right, but my Heisman pick. Hit pick here. The one that I have in here that nobody else is going to is Cameron Ward, Washington State QB. Check him out. Dude is fantastic. Now, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Check him out, man. I'm serious. Check him out. Because Brian Harvey said so. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go on to no fly zone and we're going to have a little bit of fun with this with the no fly zone hopefully i got it up on the bottom of the screen there on the no fly yeah, zone it's up there and my first topic by the way 
FSU gets dropped in the AP poll. What? Yeah, that was. What the? I don't even understand. How is that possible? They well, have the. They probably have the two best wins out of four games in the entire country. I don't understand. And on top of that, let me give you a little insider tidbit that I heard, okay? Mm-hmm. This was on Sirius XM Radio in San Diego, okay? There was a sports writer who votes in the AP poll, who voted and put Florida State number 22 in the poll. You got to be kidding me, man. No, I'm not kidding you. That's part of the reason why they got dropped is because there are people like that. This is an AP voter. He's a sports writer out of San Diego that had Florida State number 22 in the AP poll after they beat Clemson at Clemson. You know what I think? I'm just going to go ahead and say it and let everybody else say what they want to. But I don't think some of these riders watch football. I mean, that's how I feel about basketball. Some of these guys. That's a clear violation of sports. I'm sorry, but I mean, you should have your AP. You should have your. Whoever this writer is, and I didn't catch the guy's name or girl or whoever it is. I don't know if it's female, male. I I didn't catch who it was. All I seen was a story that was on XM radio, and this sports writer, it it was on the radio, said that he voted and voted FSU number 22 this week. Now, or she voted, whichever it was, I'm here to tell you, you should have your AP poll, poll rights revoked. I mean, I seriously. Like, let me and John have that vote because <laughs> yeah, I watch some college football and I know vote, what's going let on. Let me have a vote. Let me let me be in it because if, I don't. That's like basketball. A couple years back, they was a they was a team that I can't remember who it was, but it was it was eighteenth or seventeenth. And somebody voted them at 25, and they was playing like a top 15, 20 team. And they had them at 25 or 26. Yeah. And I thought to myself, does any does does any of these guys watch who holds football? these who holds them accountable is what I want to know. Like who because I think some of them just go off box scores and whatnot, and they don't watch a, a leak of football. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you don't know anything and you just looked at it and you don't know anything about Clemson, you don't know how tough it is, you don't know how long it's been since Florida State won there, and you looked at it and you said, okay, Clemson's unranked, and they beat Clemson in overtime. If you looked at it that way and you didn't know anything, maybe you dropped them. You don't drop them to 22 from four, okay? But, you know, I mean, my my thing is, who holds them accountable? Seriously, they should have it revoked. Well, you here. know, I like what Norvell said. He 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 was talking about it, and he said, you know, I tell our players it's about us. For us, we didn't. This is this is from the Palm Beach Post. We didn't play our best game. I'm joyful that we won that game, and it's big for our program but we didn't play a complete game for how I believe we can play. See, that's when I add more chip on the shoulder for Florida State to to, to keep doing what they're doing. And I think yeah. this right here will add even more fuel to the fire to get them to play better. I just yeah. think at the end of the day, I'm just going to say it. I've said it. People, do, Some people just do not watch football on a regular basis or basketball. 
and uh, have votes. And they have votes as an AP yeah. voter. Right. But Which should not happen. I mean, no. it just shouldn't. No. All right. So my next topic in the no-fly zone, absolutely no-fly that FSU should drop in the poll, and I'm 1,000% no-fly that this dude should have voted FSU 22nd in the San Diego sports writer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Neil Brown, is he off the hot seat now? Yeah. At least at least through the rest of this season? I'm gonna give you one even bigger than that. He's got I think I think he's got is it a home game this weekend. I'm not sure they were home against Te- they had a home game against Texas Tech, and I'm not sure who they play this I'll week. I'd have to look. Up. I can't remember. Mm. No, it's on the road. But TCU is only favored, I think, by four and a half points, I think. Yeah, I think it opened around five and a half or six, so it's betting down. Here is like. a here's a big thing. I think regardless of what happens this weekend, I think he's safe. But what but what gets lost in all of this jambalaya? Uh, like the old Hank Williams song says, is the fact that if West Virginia wins this weekend, they're going to be four and one. They're sitting three and one, guys, and and have not had an easy schedule. Mm-mm. I mean, they've been playing Power Five teams, and TCU for me is a winnable game. Go look at their schedule. They played Pitt. They've played Texas Tech. They played. Another one too. There was a Power Five team in there. Well, I can't and, remember who. And let's be fair, they handled Pitt pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I so like this, is, this might and, be and everybody and everybody thing. for a year and a half has been talking about Neil Brown needs fired. Neil Brown needs fired. And if you remember when I done the show on the Big Twelve, I said personally. That Neil Brown is only three was only three games under five hundred. All right, mm-hmm. at West Virginia, it's not like he was absolutely horrendous and terrible. And people act like that he should have been fired a long time ago. I'm here to tell you, he should definitely be safe. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he is completely safe. I'm not saying that. You know, let's find out what happens the rest of this season. No, you got to take care of business. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I thought in these first four or five games that there was a chance that Neil Brown could be in trouble and get fired. And, and like I said, a win Saturday in Fort Worth, they're four and one in high cotton. Yep. And two wins away from going to a bowl. Well, they're three and one today. They got eight games left. And I was looking at their schedule. I mean, it's reasonable that they could go, even if they, you know, lose some games, it's reasonable they could go seven and five and make a bowl game now that they're three and one. You know, um, will that will that save Neil Brown's job? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but this is a no-fly. That would be a no-fly, right? Well, I mean, if you're saying he's off the hot seat, then you're going to say fly. Yeah, it's a fly. Then I don't yeah. think it's. I don't think he's on the hot seat. I think even if he loses Saturday, he was I, when the season started. But I don't I think he is now. I think I still think he'll have a job. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I think he's. He has won enough here at the beginning of the season against Power 5 teams, a lot of them, that he has earned the right to finish this season and see how things go. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. So that's where I'm at. I'm going to fly on that. I just I, – I was really – the last two weeks, you know, I was like, you know, if he loses backyard brawl at home – and then Texas Tech spanks them at home. 
you know, there's a chance that maybe he doesn't make it. But now that he they've won two big games, I think I think there's he's he's setting pretty good compared to where he was at the beginning of the season. I think so anyway. All right. Dabo and Clemson. Let's get to Dabo and Clemson. John, seriously, I got a serious question for you. Everybody has been talking about Saban and Alabama and talking about is their, you know, is their run over? You know, is their dominant run over? Everybody's been talking about Saban and Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a real look at Dabo and Clemson. Is it downhill mm-hmm. from here? I think that are, are they worse off than 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 you know everybody wants to talk about Saban and Alabama. I'm pretty sure Dabo and Clemson are are a little worse. I think there's a possibility because you got to look at it now. The transfer portal has changed the way ro- rosters to me are constructed. You know, you look at what. Deion Sanders did. He stripped a whole roster that went 1-11 in, in 2022. And, you know, they went down to TCU in week one, one and one. And, you know, I think Dabo only – Dabo beat Nebraska. Yeah, beat Nebraska. I think he only had one guy from the transfer portal last year. Um, I think it was – Dabo, yeah. It was Paul yeah. Tyson, the um, <laughs> former Arizona State quarterback. Um, and I think a lot of this year, though, I got to give a little bit of not really, I wouldn't say crit. Listen, Clemson lost 12 players to the portal. Um, I think Sweeney is the type to get, he likes to get production out of prospects right away. And, but the, but see what, what's not being, told here is that other staffs are adding to those prospects through the transfer portal. And Sweeney has not been able to do that. Or he's not done that because either he's too stubborn or he don't want to do it or he's old school and just doesn't want to mingle with the new, well, the new so age. Everybody kind of talked about Saban and him kind of being old school and stuck in his ways mm-hmm. and stuff like that too, mm-hmm. you know, and there's been a whole lot of talk. There's been a whole lot of talk on SEC Network and ESPN, and and a lot of the talking heads. And you don't really hear a whole lot nationally, regionally. You do, but you don't really hear a whole lot nationally about Dabo and Clemson. And I'm gonna give you a stat, okay? Mm-hmm. So far this year, Clemson is two and two. Okay, their record's two and two. They're zero and two in the ACC. They've lost to Duke and Florida State the first two games. Unheard of around here. If you go back to last season, okay, the Mm -hmm. last six games, including the bowl game that Clemson played, they were three and three. And now they're two and two. That means they are five and five in their last 10 games. Look it up because I did. Mm-hmm. That's pretty telling, y'all. Once I mean, my guess is it's the last time that happened is 2010. Because that was the last losing season that Dabo had. Well, and I'll tell you, the the way the landscape of college basketball is moving, and you know, you had this, yeah, football. You said basketball. Oh, I'm sorry. Football. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, The way the, the landscape of college football is moving. And the way it's changing every single year, and the in the in the realignments and all this stuff, it's it's a question to ask whether Sweeney can figure it out and get back to where he needs to be. 
because this is not Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. This ain't Clemson, you know, um, Watson. Watson. Yeah. This is a different. This is a different era. And if I'm a Clemson fan, I'm concerned going forward. And 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 just being just being frank. Well, so the reality is, after Saturday's game and losing at home to Florida State. the likelihood that they make it back to the ACC championship game very unlikely is pretty unlikely. I mean, it could happen. They're not somebody, completely somebody, out of it. I'm guessing FSU would have to fold. A lot would have to, a lot would have to go wrong. So Duke and FSU both would have a two loss tiebreaker. Yeah, that's, that's where it gets against, tricky against Clemson. So that means that Duke and LSU would have to lose three conference games. You mean FSU, not LSU. FSU, yeah. Did I say <laughs> LSU? Yeah, you said LSU. <laughs> FSU. That means that Duke and FSU would have to lose three conference games. Because they can't be in front of them. No. And get to the championship game. So even if Clemson wins out, they're going to need some help from a couple of losses, two or three losses yeah. from Duke and FSU. I just don't see it happening. And that's even if they went out. And they play Syracuse this week, who they just barely beat last year, and Syracuse has been playing pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, so this will be – I think it's a fly. I think, I think it could be a fly as well. I, I mean, it's I, legit, I'm not, it's a I'm not ready, completely ready to say that, you know, that the magic is gone. I'm not completely ready to say that the magic is completely gone. I'm not. But I do think they're in trouble this season. Yeah, this season is I think they're in trouble this season. Now, mm-hmm. can Dabo get it back and he's got the quarterback and keep him and put some pieces around it and stuff next year? Sure, that can you know, happen. You know what I think's really hurting him this year? I think it's the lack of top-level top wide receivers. He doesn't have that. Playmakers. He doesn't besides, have that. Besides Shipley, they don't have playmakers. No. They don't have that one guy that can get a that can go grab a ball and, and make a play. I just don't. When you watch them play, I don't think they have playmakers, like mm-hmm. elite playmakers. It's not elite. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Elite. That's what I mean. All right, the next one. This, We're finally going to talk about something that has to do with Kentucky. All right. We've been doing this show for four and a half, five weeks, and we ain't hit almost nothing that has to do with Kentucky, really. So, Power, Pro Football Focus, PFF, Mm -hmm. is grading Kentucky's cornerbacks as the top two corners in the SEC so far. Mm -hmm. Are they the best corners in the SEC? Is Harrison and Andrew Phillips the best two corners in the AC in the SEC so far? Well, you know, Harrison had the two pick sixes against Vanderbilt, and Pro Football Focus grade they do their thing every every single year after the or well every single weekend after the games, and yep. he ranked fourth highest among corners nationwide. And on the other side of things, Andrew Phipps, Phillips ranked 87th best among corners nationwide. Um, Phillips broke up a pass. I think he had a couple of incompletions, um, recorded five tackles. Um, I mean, that's a pretty bold statement for PFF to come out and say that Kentucky's got the two top-graded corners in the SEC. Um, 
and three and you four games. On, I'm not talking about just last game. I'm talking about well, you got to look on the other side. They got Hardaway on the other side, which they got a young secondary, but this secondary is really, really good. And but you know that was one of the biggest concerns coming into the season was well, was corners. And I heard somebody say today, he said, "Well, they haven't played anybody." Well, let's re let's re look at that. Vanderbilt had who? Will Shepard, Jaden McGowan, and London Humphreys. They had three of the top eight wide receivers in the SEC. Exactly. Before, before last week. And Kentucky literally shut down Will Shepard. Yeah. And then the Akron team that we played had a wide receiver from LSU, a transfer wide receiver from LSU, and another one from one of the top programs at power conference teams too. There was two of them. And then the other two teams had good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. AJ Swan. That we played. Yeah. You had the, the one kid from Eastern. It was pretty good. He had a good arm on him. Yeah. I mean, they, they had thrown a lot of yards in college football, the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think well, to this, to this point, You gotta look at them and think they're probably the the best right now. But but if you if if you say that, you're always gonna have somebody say, "Well, Alabama's got a couple, Georgia's got I'm a just couple." Just saying, pro football focus is grading, making grades after each game, and through four weeks, Harrison and Phillips are the top two graded corners in the SEC. Well, I, you, you know, know. listen. Hairston is the SEC Defensive Player of the Week. Today, he also picked up the National Defensive Player of the Week. By Football Writers of America, Association of America, he picked that up today so you got to give him a whole lot of credit he's got three picks in four games two of them and two of them he took to the house yeah yeah that's hard to do in college football yeah um yeah i'm gonna say this is a no fly for right now because there's a lot of there's a lot of other good sec guys out there, but if I had to pick them early on in the season, I think they're, they're two of the best because, you know, what they did at Vanderbilt was pretty impressive. You know, Vandy couldn't really get anything traction going. Their biggest test to me will be this Saturday when, when Florida comes to town. Florida, they're not the greatest passing team. I mean, they got one guy on the outside. To cover. Ricky Pearsall. They Ricky got one Pearsall. guy. Ricky Pearsall is really good. I think yeah. you'll probably you'll probably see Florida run the ball a lot more this week um, than they will pass the ball. We got two really good backs, and but that's going to. But if you look at the other side of the equation, Kentucky's ranked, I think it's twelfth in the country in rushing defense. So yeah. this would be a this would be a litmus test on how good Kentucky is and how good Florida is, especially their offense against our defense and defense vice versa. Yeah, it will be for sure. You know, uh, Pearsall had Pearsall had an absolute stunning, stunning catch last week. I mean, and I'll even go as far as saying this: there's a lot of good games on this weekend. But I, I'm going to reiterate what you said last week: for this game to be at noon is an atrocity. This might be one of the bigger games of the week. It is. And it always is. I mean, well, let me let me read. Let me hold hold up. It's been that way since 2014. Yeah, it's been one of the. You know, it's, been one of, it's been one of the best games. Florida Kentucky has been one of the best games of the weekend since 2014, and you can look that up if you want to. But 
it clearly has been one of the best games. Now, so I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this is a no-fly, and I'm a Kentucky fan. Everybody knows that. But the reason why I'm going to say this is a no-fly is I'm going to wait on, on Phillips. I think Harrison has played well enough that he can claim he's the top cornerback in the SEC. I don't think anybody can can really debate that. Um, I think Harrison, with the pass breakups that he has had, the open field tackles that he has had, the uh, tackles for loss, a couple of them that he's had, the mm-hmm. three picks, the two pick sixes, I mean, I don't think there's another corner in the SEC that could even come close to those claims through four games. But I'm going to say no fly because I'm not sold that Phillips is the second best corner in the SEC. And that's the reason why I'm going to say that. We got four minutes. All right. Well, my last one, my last one is pretty. Um, we've, we've, we've kind of beat this one up a little bit, but beat it, I do beat want it to the ground, man. I do want to bring it up one more time because there's been an awful lot of hype on Colorado so far this season. I'm going to tell saw, you. And we saw what Oregon did and they play USC this week. Okay. I'm going to tell you, what do you think happens? And do you think is, is, is these two games going to completely derail Colorado season? I don't think it will. I think I still think they get to a bowl game, but they have a big target on their back. And, and I tell you why. Because did you see the vi- I don't know if you've seen the video of them running their mouth at Oregon pregame. Um, yeah, little bit. It was on social media. Yeah, there's an issue. I mean, I, I get the trash talking. I get the other things. But to say that they're being attacked is far from the truth. Some of the no. times they're, they're starting it. Yeah. I mean, especially pregame. If you go back and look at the, the, the antics that they are doing pregame, go look at go, – go search at all the pregame antics of the Colorado State game. I Here, mean – Here's my thing. With this whole hype train thing. They're making it out to be that they're the Miami of the 90s. And they're not, they're not, they're not on that level. That's not what I'm saying. They only won one game last year. But the hoopla and all the the hype, it's like Miami Clinton Portis type stuff. And they, they and they don't have that. Until they do something of significance, they're not even in that same. It's Miami point zero 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 one. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Willis McGahee, Ken Dorsey, Santana Moff. Until they prove that they belong, they're still one and eleven last year. Until he gets some people, and, I, and I'm to, pretty sure the year before that they went winless, didn't they? Didn't they go winless? Uh, I can't, can't remember. I just think there's too much hype on this, and it's being reveled in like it's the Miami of the 90s, Nebraska of the 90s. I get it. you got Dion as a coach, but there's but there's the media has run this plumbing to the ground, I think. And it's made it's made everybody sick of it. You know what I mean? I'm gonna call this one, it depends on just what this game looks like, the USC game this week, but I am going to say that it's not going to completely derail the hype. I think there will still be some hype because it's Dion, um, mm-hmm. and and they will get a few more wins. Uh, looking at their schedule, I think there is a good chance that they go to a bowl, uh, which will be a huge, huge win for them. To get to a bowl, then we'll have to then we'll have to hear it throughout Christmas about. (laughs) So if they do, y'all can look. Y'all can go ahead. He will uh, ramp up this roster again, and you know, 
the, the, he he will have them talented. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it will happen. So, not not neon prime time for nothing, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he will absolutely. And I'm going to move on to the final buzzer. I usually have a topic here, but I kind of I kind of <laughs> wanted to to talk about the Kentucky and Florida game for a minute, you know, um, and it being at noon. I was upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I still don't think it's right, but it's still going to be a great game on Saturday, and I think everybody atmosphere. You know, it's Stoops. still going to be a great atmosphere. I think everybody Stoops needs to tune in. Stoops is hoping that they slam some beers down. Uh, yeah, <laughs> on Saturday morning. Yeah. And yours John's going to be there. Yours truly will be there, sir. <laughs> yeah. John's going to be there in Lexington at the game with his dad. Yeah. So uh, on uh, on Saturday. I just, hope, I just hope I come out of there with a win. I don't want to come out of there feeling like <laughs> we just, you know, didn't didn't do the things necessary to, to – to, and I want to be honest with you. To me, this is, this is going to be a challenge. And Kentucky's not going to – Florida's not just going to lay over and quit. They're going to play. I'm going to end this – I'm going to end this with this thought, okay? Rivals began their um, gradings and their and their ratings, the ratings, re- recruiting ranking era in like 2002, I think. Mm-hmm. This is the first time ever in the rivals ranking era that Kentucky has more four and five star starters than Florida. Kentucky has 13 four or five star starters. Florida got Florida eight. has Florida has eight. Mm-hmm. I just want to leave you with that thought, but we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about this game a lot more Thursday when we do the pick'em. I'm gonna leave you with that thought because that is a super super telling stat, if you ask me. Yeah. So our next show is going to be, and I I can never change all this. Yeah, right? it, it, it's it's on it's there. it's Thursday, not Tuesday. Oh, it's yeah, it says Tuesday, yeah. but. It's yeah. September the 28th is right, and 8 o'clock yeah. is right. But I didn't change the Tuesday. It should say Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, our game day pick on week five will be Thursday night, September the 28th at 8 I o'clock. I just got to say something real quick. How fast is this season going by? Pretty quick, actually. It, it goes um, quick. This is, the- this is the last weekend in September already, and we're going to be – um, at October on Sunday. Yours truly's right. birthday is next Sunday, so. <laughs> Mine. Birthday, birthday boy. My birthday is next Sunday. Yep. Yours so is? I'm hope- My birthday is next Sunday. What, what day is your birthday? Or this Sunday. Not, not next. It's this Sunday. This Sunday. Because mine's October the 8th and yours is yeah. the. The 1st. The 1st, yeah. Mine is this coming Sunday. Two birthday boys. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys being on with us. And I'll say this about this week's um, lineup. There's not a lot of great games, but there's a lot of dip. You know what I'm saying? Like there's Texas A&M, Arkansas. There's South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida. Uh, Kansas and Texas playing each other for the first time. And that South Carolina-Tennessee game, as far as a Kentucky and Florida fan, that's going to be a pretty big game. Yeah, and you got Texas and Kansas playing each other for the first time. They'll be ranked, playing each other ranked for the first time. That's the I think that's the ABC 330 game. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's not a lot of great games, but like I said, there's a lot of depth of the games. Like – you know, you're yeah, going to have USC, Arkansas, Colorado out west. A lot of people will be paying attention to that one. Arkansas, Texas A&M will be another good one. 
That's a big rivalry game every year. Um, then you got the Ole Miss LSU where they those two teams hate each other. Yeah, ain't that ain't that the uh, that's a night game, I believe, isn't it? Ole Miss is coming off the Alabama loss. Yeah. Then you got Alabama, mm. then you got Alabama, Mississippi State playing the nightcap. Um, Georgia going to Auburn, which this probably be Georgia's first big test they've had. Um, so and and there's a key sneaky game Friday if you really want to if you want to get it's Utah I think and Oregon State. Yep, Utah and Oregon State is on Friday. Yep, and Cincinnati plays BYU Friday. So there's two yep. excellent games to watch Friday. So yeah, if you don't like high school football, you can always turn on and watch college football on Friday nights. I don't think Utah gets the love they deserve, man. They got a great defense no. out there. They're pretty good. And and Brad and yours truly, Glasgow, how are they doing this year? Tell us about them. They're doing pretty good so far. Having a good year this year? Yeah, they are. They they, they you know, they, they got some guys. They got a guy that's gonna walk on at Kentucky, a receiver. I think um, I'm gonna say this for Anthony Wireman and we'll get off tonight. There's nobody beating Boyle County. I don't think. I'm going to tell you, that, that Corbin defense is pretty scary. I don't know. We'll see. They're, but They're pretty tight. They're, they're pretty good. But I'll I say to Anthony Wireman that, Wireman, you get on me all the time about every single little thing I post about Corbin. Well, you know what? I'm going to be good, and I'm going to give Bull County some credit. They got a really good team. They do have a great team, and 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 you're probably right. There's probably not going to be anybody else that can touch them. But Corbin, the, on, the only me, chance, the only chance I think that anybody has is a absolute just killer defense, and I think Corbin could with the twin with the Smith brothers. They, they got yeah. they got. You I'm know, not saying they will. I'm saying it could be that kind of game. And I'm going to tell you this, and he's a local kid, and I want to give him a little love. His grand, his grandma um, lives probably five, ten minutes away from me. Kate Elam, um, his grandma's Carolyn Elam. Bart, Bart Elam's son, he's a really good quarterback at Corbin. And he, he's got a scholarship, actually, to play baseball at the University of Louisville. So, a little tidbit there. He, he, he's a really good athlete. That kid is. Right. So a lot, a lot of props to Kate Elam. All right, guys. We, we talk. We talk about high school football. We don't never do that. We will much. see you guys on Thursday night, September the twenty eighth at eight o'clock for our game day pick 'em. We will pick um, about ten or twelve of the best games of the week. We'll try to do an upset pick, and we'll see if we can get one this week. I almost have one this weekend. I, almost. I, I, I almost, almost had one, one too. I had Notre Dame, and Notre Dame literally lost it on the pit. So pit, pit was giving me hope in the first half. <laughs> I, 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 I literally almost had one the last play of the game. But so. And we'll do a locks of the week, and we'll have a little bit of fun. So we'll see you guys on Thursday night. Have a good one.